Decision podcasts by the New York Prosecutors Training Institute are made possible by VoicePods. Convert your text to voice at voicepods.com. Read this decision at NIPT Law. www.nypti.org slash law. The People C. Respondent. V. Robert Hinshaw, Appellant. Lucas G. Mihuda, for Appellant. Ashley R. Lowry, for Respondent. Wilson, J. Because the state trooper lacked an objectively reasonable suspicion that a crime had occurred or probable cause to stop Mr. Hinshaw's vehicle for a traffic infraction, we conclude the automobile stop was unlawful. On the afternoon of November 8, 2014, a New York state trooper stopped a vehicle on a street in Buffalo. The trooper had observed no traffic violations and saw that the inspection sticker was valid, both of the occupants were wearing their seatbelts, and everything looked good. Nevertheless, the trooper ran a check of the car based on the front license plate. The inquiry produced a response that began with a direction to confirm record with originator, listed as the Buffalo City Police Department. The response then instructed, The following has been reported as an impounded vehicle dash, ID should not be treated as a stolen vehicle hit dash, no further action should be taken based solely upon this impounded response. The trooper directed the driver to stop in order to investigate further and find out what the problem was. The driver, Mr. Hinshaw, provided his license and registration to the trooper, both were in order. When the trooper asked about the impound notification, Mr. Hinshaw explained that the car had been stolen previously. The trooper detected an odor of marijuana and observed a roach in the center console. He proceeded to search both the driver and the passenger of the vehicle and found additional marijuana on the floor of the passenger side of the car and in Mr. Hinshaw's waistband. The trooper eventually found a loaded gun under the driver's seat. By indictment, Mr. Hinshaw was charged with second-degree criminal possession of a weapon, Penal Law Section 265.03, and unlawful possession of less than an ounce of marijuana, Penal Law Section 221.05. He moved to suppress the marijuana, the gun, and his statements. At the suppression hearing, the trooper testified that he did not attempt to confirm the information with the originator, he treated the notice as indicating the car may have been stolen, and he had stopped the car based solely on the results of the license plate check. County court denied suppression of the physical evidence but granted suppression of Mr. Hinshaw's inculpatory statements that preceded a Miranda warning. Thereafter, Mr. Hinshaw pled guilty to the entire indictment. The appellate division affirmed, concluding that the impoundment report, coupled with the trooper's explanation of its import, provided reasonable suspicion to stop the vehicle, People v. Hinshaw 2019. Two justices dissented, contending that it was not objectively reasonable to believe that any crime had been committed on the basis of the license plate inquiry result. I. Under the settled law of New York, an automobile stop is a seizure implicating constitutional limitations, People v. Spencer, 1995. Automobile stops are lawful only when based on probable cause that a driver has committed a traffic violation, People v. Robinson, 2001 when based on a reasonable suspicion that the driver or occupants of the vehicle have committed, are committing, or are about to commit a crime, Spencer, 84 at 752-753, or, when conducted pursuant to non-arbitrary, non-discriminatory, uniform highway traffic procedures, People v. Sobitker, 1978. In People v. Robinson, we held that a traffic stop did not violate the New York State Constitution where a police officer had probable cause to believe that an automobile driver had committed a traffic violation, even though the officer's primary motivation to stop the vehicle may have been other than the traffic violation, Robinson, 97 at 349. 
we noted that although the language of the Fourth Amendment and of Article I, Section 12 of our Constitution was identical, that language conferred only similar rights, explaining that this court had not hesitated to expand the rights of New York citizens beyond those required by the federal Constitution, at 350. In that case, the defendant had asked us to extend the protections of our Constitution beyond those given by the federal Constitution to require more than probable cause when an officer had stopped a vehicle for pretextual reasons, at 351. We declined to do so, rejecting the defendant's request to invalidate vehicle stops for pretextual reasons as long as probable cause existed warranting a stop of the vehicle for a valid traffic infraction, at 349. We emphasize that this court has always evaluated the validity of a traffic stop based on probable cause that a driver has committed a traffic violation and confirmed a standard that constrains police conduct, probable cause under the vehicle and traffic law and its related regulations, see also People v. Bushy, 2017 New York law forbids stops of vehicles, even those that appear unusual, solely to examine the motorist's license and registration but permits such stops if the officer obtained probable cause to believe the vehicle was being operated with a suspended registration. In contrast to the Fourth Amendment, which permits brief investigative stops when a law enforcement officer has a particularized and objective basis for suspecting the particular person stopped of criminal activity, Navarrete v. California, 2014, see also Terry v. Ohio, 1968. This court has adopted greater protections than Terry and its federal progeny for pedestrian stops by the police. See People v. Debor, 1976 creating a four-tiered framework for evaluating police-civilian encounters. Our Debor test, in which constitutional law and common law both played a part, People v. Holman, 1992, is more protective of the rights of individuals to be free from aggressive governmental interference. Thus, the continued vitality of Debor is not contingent upon the interpretation that the Supreme Court gives the Fourth Amendment because DeBoer is largely based upon considerations of reasonableness and sound state policy, Holman, As relevant here, to curb potential discriminatory practices, New York also provides greater protections than does federal law for traffic infraction vehicle stops, as evidenced by our decision in Robinson, see Robinson, 97 of 353. There, we emphasize that discriminatory law enforcement has no place in our law. Correspondingly, suspicionless traffic stops such as sobriety checkpoints, are allowed in New York only when conducted in a uniform and non-discriminatory manner, matter of Muhammad F., 1994. Although Tabor, like Terry, was a case involving the forcible stop of a pedestrian, we noted there that whether or not a particular search or seizure is to be considered reasonable requires a weighing of the government's interest against the encroachment involved with respect to an individual's right to privacy and personal security, Tabor, 40 at 215. A forcible stop of the occupants in a vehicle is equally intrusive whether done to enforce the laws against traffic infractions or the laws against crimes. The required balancing of the interests involved will differ, however, when the suspected illegality is a traffic violation or a crime, as reflected in the legislature's taxonomy. Requiring probable cause for the former, but the more relaxed standard of reasonable suspicion for the latter comports with the legislature's directive that traffic infractions are not crimes and consequently their enforcement by means of a forcible stop, though quite important, does not carry the same governmental interest as the prevention of crimes, see Vehicle and Traffic Law Section 155. Moreover, we have repeatedly stated that an officer's right to request information while discharging law enforcement duties will hinge on the manner and intensity of the interference, the gravity of the crime involved and the circumstances attending the encounter. Although we recognize that the obvious impact of stopping the progress of an automobile is more intrusive than the minimal intrusion involved in stopping a pedestrian, 
People v. John 1982, the same basic balancing is mandated by our Constitution, as explained in DeBoer, see also Holman, People v. Garcia, 2012, the standards of DeBoer and Holman govern police citizen encounters during lawful traffic stops. Thus, when a traffic violation, not a crime, is the predicate of an officer's forcible stop of a motorist, greater scrutiny is required to prevent a policeman's badge from being considered a license to oppress, DeBoer, 40 at 220. The same interests that led us to adopt DeBoer rather than the federal standard, and to reaffirm New York's further protections in Holman, are no less vital today, Holman, indeed, some of them are today far greater. Unsurprisingly, then, our traffic stop jurisprudence has not proceeded in lockstep with federal constitutional standards, people v. class, and the standard articulated here is based squarely on the law of New York. We do little more today than clarify the law of New York as it is presently understood by all four appellate division departments. Our statement in Robinson that this court has always evaluated the validity of a traffic stop based on probable cause that a driver has committed a traffic violation has been understood and repeated by all four appellate division departments to mean that an officer must have probable cause to stop a vehicle for a traffic infraction, see for example People v. White, 2005, a vehicular stop requires probable cause to believe the driver has committed a traffic violation, People v. Sluska, 2005. Applying probable cause to a vehicle and traffic law violation rather than reasonable suspicion as the court below had, People v. Driscoll, 2016, in order for a traffic stop to pass constitutional muster, before making the stop, a police officer must have probable cause to believe that the driver of an automobile has committed a traffic violation internal parentheses in original, People v. Washburn, 2003, stating the three-part standard as written here, see also People v. Marshall, 2015. After engaging in a thorough review of the case law of the four appellate divisions on this question, finding that since 2012 the appellate courts are now unanimous in employing the elevated Robinson standard of probable cause required for an officer to validly stop a vehicle for a vehicle and traffic violation. Thus, the dissent's position, that police officers lacking probable cause may seize the occupants in vehicles for traffic violations, has not prevailed in the courts of New York, even if it remains the standard in federal courts. Not only is the standard we articulate today now applied by all departments of the appellate division, but it is advocated by both parties here. Even the people in this case argue, correctly, that automobile stops are reasonable, and therefore lawful, where the police have probable cause to believe that a traffic violation has occurred, or when there exists at least a reasonable suspicion that the driver or occupants of the vehicle have committed, are committing, or are about to commit a crime. The appellate division, in its decision below, stated that bifurcated test exactly the same way, it is well settled that to conduct a traffic stop, police require either probable cause to believe that a traffic infraction has been committed, or reasonable suspicion that the driver or occupants of the vehicle have committed, are committing or are about to commit a crime, Hinshaw. In addition to its misplaced reliance on federal precedent, the dissent's disagreement with the standard for automobile stops in New York rests on dicta in People v. Engel, 1975, that we have since rejected. The question in Ingle was whether the police could stop a vehicle to check its registration when there was neither probable cause nor reasonable suspicion to do so, Ingle. We held that such a stop was unlawful. Precision as to which standard to apply to the stop was not at issue, and indeed the Ingle court intermittently used both probable cause and reasonable suspicion where neither was involved. Unsurprisingly, then, Robinson had no reason to mention Ingle. Our recognition that probable cause is necessary, rather than just sufficient, for a stop based on a traffic infraction therefore does not amount to a sea change or shifting course, descending up at 2, 18.
we merely recognize what Robinson did impliedly and the appellate division departments, as a consequence, have done expressly, erased any dicta in Engle that have sometimes been read to permit stops for traffic infractions based on less than probable cause. To the extent there exists any inconsistency between Robinson and Engle, any uncertainty by commentators, or any confusion among the courts, stopping a vehicle for a traffic infraction requires probable cause, stopping a vehicle for suspicion of criminal activity requires less, reasonable suspicion that the driver or occupants of the vehicle have committed, are committing, or are about to commit a crime, Spencer. 2. The trooper here did not observe any violations of the vehicle and traffic law and everything looked good. Putting aside the result of the license plate inquiry, the trooper candidly testified that he had had no reason to stop defendant, People v. Ingle. It is clear, then, that without the result of the license plate inquiry the stop of Mr. Henshaw would have been unlawful and the evidence obtained by that seizure could not be used as evidence against him. The result of the license plate check provided neither probable cause to conclude a traffic infraction had occurred nor any basis for an objectively reasonable belief that criminal behavior had occurred or was afoot. Although the people and our dissenting colleague argue that the trooper understood the generic impound notification to require further investigation as to its cause, the trooper's speculation that the car could have been impounded for registration problems, the plates could have been suspended, insurance could have been suspended, or the vehicle could have been stolen was just that, pure speculation. Indeed, the absence of any underlying vehicle and traffic law violation from the database inquiry result undermined those unsupported hypotheses. The trooper's general knowledge, training, and experience, dissenting op at 28, is completely untethered from the question at hand, the objective reasonableness of his conclusion that the response to the license plate inquiry meant a traffic law had been violated or a crime had been, or was about to be, committed. In fact, the trooper testified that he had minimal prior experience with such impound notifications, thus undercutting the proposition that he could objectively conclude from such a notice that a violation or crime had occurred or was imminent. The trooper's subjective belief that the impound was based on some violation or illegality, honestly held, is insufficient unless it rests on some objective basis, see generally People v. Edwards, 14741-742-2010. The trooper provided no such basis, and indeed never testified that any one of the hypothesized offenses pertained to Mr. Henshaw. The trooper's list omitted perfectly innocent and just as likely, explanations as to why an impound notice might appear in a license plate search, including the actual reason in this case, Mr. Hinshaw lawfully recovered his car from the impound lot, and the system still had not corrected the status nearly two weeks later. A car may be impounded for a variety of reasons independent of a violation of the vehicle and traffic law or penal law. The police may impound a car for the safety of the vehicle and its contents, see People v. Tardy, 2016, or when necessary to protect public safety. Such community caretaking is totally divorced from the detection, investigation, or acquisition of evidence of criminal conduct. Impounded cars are commonly towed for non-criminal reasons, such as unpaid parking tickets, parking in no parking zones or streets temporarily designated for parades, public events, filming or bus routes or, as suggested by Tardy, public safety. That Mr. Hinshaw's car had at one point been impounded by the Buffalo Police Department, therefore, did not provide the trooper a reasonable suspicion of criminality. Moreover, there were no facts establishing an objective basis to believe that the apparent removal or release of the vehicle from the impound lot was indicative of criminality. Reasonable suspicion may not rest on equivocal or innocuous behavior that is susceptible of an innocent as well as a culpable interpretation, People v. Brennan, 2011. B. 
because there was not even a suggestion that the conduct of the defendant or his companions had been furtive in character before the police interfered with their car's progress, and the record here is bare of any objective evidence of criminal activity as of the time of the stop, so Butker, 43 at 564 to 565, the stop of Mr. Henshaw's vehicle was involved. The trooper here lacked probable cause to believe Mr. Henshaw had committed a traffic violation and identified no credible facts establishing reasonable cause to believe that someone has violated a law. Accordingly, the order of the appellate division should be reversed, Mr. Henshaw's motion to suppress granted in its entirety, and the indictment dismissed. Stein, J. Concurring in result. I concur with my colleagues in the majority to the extent they conclude that, under the circumstances here, the trooper lacked reasonable suspicion to justify the stop of defendant's vehicle insofar as the impound notification failed to supply an objectively reasonable basis for the trooper to believe that either the apparent impounding of the vehicle or its subsequent release from the impound lot was indicative of criminality. However, because my colleagues inordinately focus on a legal question that the parties have not asked us to resolve and regarding which there is no present need for us to opine, I concur in result, only. More specifically, the question of whether the trooper had or was required to have, probable cause to suspect a traffic infraction is simply not before us on this appeal. County Court held that the impound notification provided the state trooper with the requisite reasonable suspicion that criminality was afoot. The appellate division likewise concluded that the stop was supported by reasonable suspicion. Neither court addressed whether the trooper had probable cause to suspect the driver had committed a traffic infraction. Before this court, Defendant posits that the lawfulness of the vehicle stop depends on whether the state trooper possessed at least a reasonable suspicion that defendant, or his passenger, had committed, were committing, or were about to commit, a crime. Similarly, the people argue only that reasonable suspicion supported the stop on the ground that the impound alert required further investigation to determine its cause insofar as it was six suggestive of the following crimes, citing only to violations of the vehicle and traffic law that constitute misdemeanor crimes, see for example Vehicle and Traffic Law Sections 319 355, 392, 431, 512, or Penal Law Offenses. Neither party engages in any analysis of whether probable cause is necessary, or merely sufficient, to support a vehicle stop based on a suspected traffic infraction, or whether this court has, in fact, previously decided that issue. Therefore, in my view, the question of the required level of suspicion for such a stop is not properly before us, see generally Misiki v. Caradona, 12511-519-2009, and our determination thereof should await a case in which it is squarely presented and briefed by the parties. It is a basic tenet of our jurisprudence that courts should resolve appeals within the framework of the arguments litigated by the parties and adjudicated by the courts below, see Deutsche Bank National. Trust Company v. Flagstar Capital MKTS, 32139-154-155-2018, and that courts should refrain from offering advisory opinions, see generally matter of Hearst Corporation v. Klein, 5707-713-1980. This case provides no cause for us to depart from these long-standing rules, particularly if, as the majority asserts, the appellate division departments regularly require a motor vehicle stop for a suspected traffic infraction to be supported by probable cause, see for example matter of Daraway v. New York State Department of Motor V's. Appeals BD, 181-1150-1151-4 Department 2020, People v. Wyatt, 153-1371-1372-2D Department 2017, LV denied 31024. 2017, People v. Driscoll, 
145-13493D Department 2016, People v. Guzman, 78568, 569 First Department 2010, LV denied 16831-2011. Under these circumstances, where many of our courts already are providing the highest level of protection available to affected citizens subject to traffic stops, we need not act hastily to address a contentious point of law that is neither briefed by the parties nor necessary to our resolution of defendant's appeal. In short, the only question presented here is whether the trooper's stop of defendant's vehicle was supported by reasonable suspicion of a crime. While I agree with the majority's determination of that issue, the majority's purported resolution of the additional question of whether New York law requires a higher level of justification for a vehicle stop based on a traffic infraction is beyond the scope of this appeal and unnecessary to its holding that the trooper lacked even reasonable suspicion to support the stop. I, therefore, concur in result, only. Decided September 1, 2020. Decision podcasts by the New York Prosecutors Training Institute are made possible by Voice Pods. Convert your text to voice at voicepods.com. Read this decision at NIPT Law. www.nypti.org slash law.